dream team. Adam, Bobby, Josh, you got the news feed. It's the big three. It's the dream team. Big three IDP. Let's go. What's up, you diehards, you degenerates, you lovers of defense and football? This is Josh Raymer, and we are back with another episode of the Big Three IDP Podcast. And we're pointing at the camera here in the Soge Shack and joined in StreamYard by Bobby Reynolds. Bobo, what's going on, man? What's up? What's up, Joshy? Looking good there, man. I know we've, uh, before we got on the show here, you were already indulging in some Milano cookies. So, mm-hmm. yep, not sponsored at all by Matt Milano. Yeah, exactly. How has that not happened yet, Addy? I feel like Matt Milano and Milano cookies would be perfect. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's a match made in heaven. That's right. <laughs> Good so to already at like <laughs> level 100. I've been ready for this pod night, boys. Had a rough night. <laughs> yeah, he really did. The The police were searching the house next to yours with a flashlight. Yeah, the neighbors were out of town. Uh, also, let's uh, let's let's we're in a new we're in a new spot now. Thank God. Yeah, mm-hmm. out of the apartment. We, up. we've had a uh, we've had a rough we've had a rough year <laughs> not just you know we know all the stuff that's going on in the world but we've been in an apartment we've been very close in close quarters with each other we needed to get out of there yeah you always <laughs> were recording i think it's your sister's that's house. right yeah, yeah it was uh it was not a good situation so uh yeah we're settled in our new spot but yeah there was uh our neighbors are out of town and their their brother was coming over and letting the dog out and i guess he set off the alarm so when I pulled in over here, uh, my wife said there was a police officer with a spotlight uh, just wandering around the house. So. Searching for a serial killer, perhaps. Yeah, so, you know, uh, had that, had that uh, you know, to think about. And Yeah, Adam was here. He was like, I'm going to get my charger. And then he was gone for like 30 minutes. And Bobby and I were sitting here just talking. I'm like, where the hell is Adam? He's been gone to get that charger for yeah. like half an hour. Yeah, <laughs> stressful night. Stressful, stressful night. night. So now we're here, and you're just going to be blowing off steam this entire episode. Right. Got like. some beers with me? Ready. Got, Ready. Got a little cooler over here if yes, you're watching sir. YouTube down on the floor. So um, there, there it is, the cooler in all its glory. So, gentlemen, <laughs> we've got a good so tonight. Uh, we're going to be uh, hitting a few different points here. we got some news to talk about. We're going to be looking at the... Patriots kind of revisionist history here. We did our uh, AFC East preview a couple weeks ago. We were down on the Pats overall just because the quarterback was kind of uninspiring. Of course, they signed Cam Newton. So we'll revisit that a little bit, but we're not going to get too deep into it because we have a segment, um, hold them or fold them. This is uh, what the ballers did this past week we thought was really cool. So we're going to do our take on it with offense and IDP. Uh, as a tribute to Peyton Manning, we have 18 Hold'em or Fold'em questions that we're going to go through, along with seven quick hitters that we will touch on real quick. So, should be a fun segment, Addy. Hey, shout out DJKT. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, thanks, DJ Caltown, for, you know, you're you're not wrong. I mean, the Peyton Manning statue I have is basically doing, like, you know, as uh, Mike Waller would say, Keanu Neal in the Matrix, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. bending over backwards. Peyton here. Manning, known for his uh, agility, yes, exactly, and that, his nimbleness. That neck is uh, <laughs> can definitely bend like that on the actual Peyton. Yeah, this Manning. was pre neck. This, this was, was pre neck. That's right. So, I actually so. listened to uh, his SB uh, in, uh, introduction today, which was uh, kind of random. Came up on YouTube, and I thought, you know, I give it a little try. And uh, Peyton's really funny. 
He's great, he's man. Good. I, he's got to end up in the booth at some point, right? I, mm-hmm. I would think so. But the fact he turned down ESPN, I thought was kind of interesting. Like, this was the time to do it, and he said no, so maybe he just doesn't want to do it. I mean, making tons of money nationwide, Gatorade, commercials. He's just kind of doing his own thing with his kids. I wouldn't want to do it either. Yeah. Especially with the Corona stuff, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How old are his kids, Josh? Uh, I mean, probably like elementary school age. I don't know if they're middle school age yet or not. Because hmm. uh, the oldest brother, Cooper, is the one that has the kid, Arch Manning, that oh, is, right. I think, 18, like getting ready to go into college here pretty soon. Yeah, so. yeah. the next Manning. Yeah. Uh, he's the next man. He is the next. He will be. I mean, that's what's Sweet. weird. Like LeBron's son, Bronny, we're going to be, you know, living through that. Like, how weird is that going to be to have wow. LeBron come up in like kind of close age to us, you know? Well, and I mean, his, his son, goal has always been to play with his son. Uh, yeah. He, he might honestly get there. Yeah. Because uh, LeBron, kind of like Tom Brady, takes good care of himself. I think yeah. he'll play for, you know, at least another Five, six, seven years at least. I don't think Bronny's going to be anywhere yeah. close to LeBron. No, yeah. but, uh, it'll he'll he'll make the NBA. I would think he would. Be, yeah, be like all the sons, you know, Glenn Rice's son, and yeah, uh, all the balls, Tim Hardaway's, Anthony Hardaway's son, <laughs> Anthony Hardaway, Tim, no, Hardaway. Tim Hardaway, Tim Hardaway uh, Jr. Anthony Hardaway. Those were some of my favorite shoes, man, back in oh, the day. Yeah, that's. I mean, he's my favorite player of all time. So really. Uh, uh, yes, for sure. Oh, yes, he has a wow. little penny doll. I got a little penny doll. I've got a poster that uh, I need to bring out here, dude. Yeah, dude I need to need put to, in a frame. Yeah, we need to bring some uh, some swag out here. It hasn't been taken care of. I wish I would have taken better. I have all kinds of that like old memorabilia that I wish I would have taken better care of. Dude, that was one of my favorite things this week. We uh, went to my parents' house. They've been gone for a little bit, and me and uh, my daughter got into some of my old uh, baseball and football and basketball cards, and uh, I got a few gems, baby. Got a few gems. I'm sure if I went through mine as well. Bobby. It's in my house, my parents' house somewhere. You, uh, well, the, the best card of all time is the uh, Kyle Ripken brother. Of course. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Everyone needs to do a Google Google search of that. Yeah, we won't elaborate on Billy. the show, but you can look it up. Billy Ripken baseball card. That's all you got to Google. It's like um, a mid eighties Fleer, nineties yeah. Fleer. I've got Bowman, one, but, maybe. I've got one, but it's got the black box where mm. the uh, where the deed is. Adam, I have I have two of whatever uh, that card is of unopened boxes, like the whole box Ooh. completely unopened. So maybe in there, it may be in there. Need to throw that out on eBay. We need to do uh, an unboxing video on the on the big three account. That Us just sit for an hour, just shuffling through cards. Here's a card. Hey, here's a card. What's up with that Wagner card, Bobby? Ooh. What is that about? I don't know, baby. I don't know who you're talking about. You're Wagner. talking about the, the uh, uh, Bobby Wagner. <laughs> Didn't, don't you have the one uh, the Onus Wagner? Is that the card? I may have a couple. Of, may have a couple of goodies. Bobby's I have a couple like, goodies. Is that in my safe? Like I got a I got a safeguard the cards here. Yeah, you know, I need that to, one. Uh, you showed us that one, and it looked like it was you know that most famous card of all time. I need to be careful who I show things to. That wasn't. What, uh, that, was a, that was a reprint, Bobby. You need to come clean yeah, right now. He just printed it off at his home <laughs> printer. Uh, I don't Bobby, know. Bobby, that's not the real one. thing, is it now? There's a reason uh, I'm here and, and not there, Adam. I'm, I'm worried for my life. You need to, you need now. to sell that. that. You a, need to give us. You need to do more for this. this is a, that's a three point <laughs> one million dollar, three point one two million dollar card. This Honus Wagner baseball card. He had I think the, the most recent one sold for like nine hundred k, but the grade on it was pretty low. It was like a six point five out of ten. I think it was. 
Um, which I also, as an old card um, aficionado, I've never been a big fan of the graders. I think the graders are, are pretty biased when it comes to all that stuff. So not shipping any of my cards off to, uh, to any graders. I've got some good ones, man. I got some of the old Griffey rookies, Chipper Jones rookies. Uh, I think I got the Bonds rookie somewhere. Most of mine are baseball. I don't have a ton of football. Yeah. I think most of mine, weirdly enough, are basketball. I don't know why. I've got, a, I got, a, I got both. I got basketball and baseball. Don't have I, a lot of football. I got a ton of uh, Tiger Woods stuff, too. I was a big Tiger fan when he was big. He was, I mean, that was my Sunday. Coming home, putting my red mm-hmm. my red Nike polo on and watching Tiger just dominate. Just dominate. That's right. You never know where the big three pot is going to go at the outset. So mm-hmm. I ended up on, uh, you know, trading cards and graders and our biases against their biases. So yeah. we just stuff. wanted to give them our personality a little bit more. We've been too serious lately. <laughs> <laughs> That's the extent of that. It's just like, what voice am I yelling in? So let's hit some news here, fellas. There has been some stuff come out. You know, the big thing right now the NFL is working through is how are we going to handle the season with the, especially with this, uh, the second spike that's going on with the coronavirus. So what came out this week? And it, I don't think, as far, as far as I've seen, it has not been agreed to by the NFLPA, but the NFL wanted to uh, knock the preseason down to two games. So basically they were going to chop off week one and week four of the preseason and just have weeks two and three. So I think there was supposed to be a call today to discuss this in more detail because the NFLPA is like, we shouldn't have any games that don't matter and expose our players to unnecessary risks in those games. It makes sense. Like, But then again, the other side of that argument is, well, then you have guys that haven't seen the field potentially in you know, uh, eight months, stepping out there week one, maybe blowing out a hammy. Like, So I think there's a give and take. I'll be very curious to see uh, where the NFLPA comes down on this. But, Addy, I think this has been a long time coming that the preseason needed to get chopped down for a while. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm worried about it, though. I was having this conversation with a, a guy I work with today uh, about it. And, I mean, I saw where the NBA, I saw where Adam Silver had, had you know, kind of had some comments about, you know, we'll re we'll reassess if it's if it's getting worse and we will shut down the season. And I just I worry that there's going to be other leagues, you know, following suit with that type of stuff. I'm just worried, you know. The, I think Corona's not slowing down. It's not. The plan was always to chop down the preseason, though. That's great. Yeah, we don't this, less of that stuff. I mean, who cares? Yeah, and that's so that's why I'm not worried about this particular development. Is because this was always going to be the plan. The second spike is what worries me. Um, but we'll we'll start to see. Like, let's see if they do stick with this week two, week three preseason thing. Let's see what the testing looks like before that week two game because or if there's like a ton of cases what's crazy is the nba canceled their season over like one or two positive tests yeah and we've already had that in the nfl and so they haven't done anything they've gone full steam ahead done everything they said they were going to do and i just that's why i just think there's too much money on the line for the season to be canceled outright right i just it's gonna i worry that it could be shortened i guess maybe is the, yeah. the better it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the NFL has built in some contingencies that they need to move stuff around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Bobby, what was your, were you worried at all when you heard this news? 
I didn't really care for what was shortened. I think they probably should have played week one and week three. Because if you look, you know, obviously there's 14 days in between those games. Um, I think that week four for sure needed to be gotten rid of because then it does give you at least 14 days or two weeks in case you have, you know, some type of positive test to get ready for the actual week one of the NFL season. So I don't know. I don't necessarily agree with the weeks that were shortened, um, but I get it. Yeah, I think what they the reason they chopped off week one was to give a longer ramp up mm. for the because there's basically like I think like three weeks now between the start of training camp, which training camps are going to report July 28th. That's going to be most of the teams. And then I think the games are supposed to kick off like August 23rd, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so it gives like a roughly like three week ramp up period. And if they hadn't have done that, it would have been like a two week ramp up period. Yeah, in the words of in the words of Mark Sessler, I think we're you know in for one of the weirdest seasons we've ever oh, seen, without a doubt. Amen. And the weirdness continues in a different way. Uh, this is something we touched on in the last episode. It was like uh, Voldemort from Harry Potter, where we were just refused to say the name of the Washington football team, and now FedEx Field has come out and asked Washington to change its name, or it could pull the naming rights deal that they essentially have with the franchise. So. Addy, this is something that I feel like is gaining momentum, but the fly in the ointment is that Daniel Snyder is just the worst. He's the worst. I mean, he's the worst owner in professional sports, and he is yeah. he's the type that's like a petulant child that's going to dig his heels in and refuse to give in to what pretty much everyone wants except for him. Yeah, I don't know where this is going to go. Um, I agree. He is that type to do to do that and be petty. Um but I don't know. This is the time where that stuff is changing. You know, mm-hmm. we've seen it uh, across the country with with uh, all these other things, and uh, it's about time. We've we've always wanted it to happen ourselves. It's just it's just weird. It's just you know, there's just no. Uh, we we got to move on and and do something different with, with for Washington. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't I don't know I don't know what's gonna happen there. I hope I hope for the best, but Dan Snyder is a, is a little weasel. So. He is. That's the perfect way to describe him, Bobby. Mm-hmm. What uh, you know, not something that we touched on a whole lot last week, but it's it's time, right? Like now's the right time to make this move. I think it's also ironic that it's the team that's the closest to the uh, capital of the United yeah. States. You know, like let's pick a let's pick a different name. Like it's it's time. Um, you know, not to get too political or anything, but, you know, the state of Mississippi just changed their state flag for heaven's sakes. You can change a freaking team name. I'm pretty yeah. sure everybody on that team will be fine with it. And here's the thing. I think he sees it as, well, our fans would be upset. No, I think you would actually see a very positive reaction. To yeah. This. I think you would pick up a lot of new fans that, you know, don't have to feel shame about the team name plastered across their hat or their t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's one thing if like, you know, and I'm not an expert, you know, or you know, a person in this minority group. So I don't I can't say with 100 percent accuracy, but like the Washington professional team name is almost like a racial slur. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have the Cleveland Indians or the Kansas City Chiefs. That's one thing. But then mm-hmm. you have this other team name. It's like, how is this still like, how are we still having this debate in 2020? I feel like we're in the 1960s right now. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Anyways. Even Cleveland, like, they're probably considering a, a name change. That has to have been so. brought up. 
You know, the yeah, Chiefs of them, yeah. Even like the Florida State Seminoles, all yeah. that stuff is gonna be I'd at least at least good. the Seminoles like the headdress stuff that you know yeah. is associated with it, you know. Or but that's tom- more like the tomahawk. When we, when we went to uh when we saw the Titans Chiefs game, remember there was freaking oh, yeah. fans yeah. in the stands with headdresses. Yeah. Wow. Weird. Yeah. Be so better, better, everybody. everybody. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it pans out. It's going to be an interesting story to track, along with all the Corona stuff. A lot of like external forces swirling around the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. Guys, let's hit the uh, the Patriots rankings update. So, I know personally, and this is a little bit because of my Patriots hatred, but we were all kind of cool on the uh, Patriots offense when we did our AFC East preview. <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put it in nicely, Josh. Yeah, we were. And now we're cool, yeah. man. That's right, Daddy. So with Cam Newton coming on board, do you all give, what kind of bump do you all get? Let's assume health. Let's assume he's healthy. He plays 16 games. He's the starter. Addy, where are you kind of seeing the Patriots now and the weapons? Yo, 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 Josh, I am stoked, man. It's going to be such a rad year, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to take you off the camera so you can't see yourself anymore. <laughs> I'm doing the hang loose thing a lot tonight, guys. It's all about showing our personality, right, Addy? That's right. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but no, Cam Newton, I mean, this is great. This is fantastic. Bill Belichick, man, just once again, smoking a blunt and just cackling, you know, paying Cam Newton $550,000 guaranteed. It's about the respect, though, Josh. It's what Cam said. It's mm-hmm. not about the money. He's making the least guaranteed out of the out of Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston. Couldn't it be? Couldn't it be up to like seven point five million in incentive? Right. Good. Yeah, incentives, I'd yeah. imagine he's gonna he's gonna be fine and he's gonna make the roster and be their starting quarterback. I'm sure the leverage the Patriots had was a they had a million dollars in cap room, so <laughs> they don't have a lot of room to operate here. B they just said, look, we have no idea what your health looks like, so we're mm-hmm. not gonna pay you all this guaranteed money, and. You you go out there and your foot is messed up or you can't throw because your shoulder's still messed up and now we're on the hook for money we don't have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I get it. And also if you believe the reports out there, Cam had no other offers. Hmm. So well something to be said for being wanted by a championship pedigree team and a coach like Bill Belichick. Cleveland inquired, but didn't actually give an offer, which I think is pretty interesting. Yeah, I saw um, that. That's I think that's- it, it may have to do something with OBJ and him working out quite a bit together. Um, but it also might show a little bit of uh, lack of faith with Baker Mayfield. Uh, yeah, that's what I think it means. Hey, could this mean that maybe uh, Odell's getting traded to New England since they was working out? Sanu for ODZ. Straight up. Just connecting the dots. It's true. It's true. He did say, he did come out and say, I think Odell actually addressed that, right? Yeah. I'm not going anywhere. You can find me in the land, I think, was his tweet yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I retweeted and like, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. So do you? does this give, like, this obviously bumps the Patriots' weaponry up a little bit, but is it a significant bump in your mind? Um, I like it a lot. I like it for, I mean, I like it better for, I guess, Nikhil Harry. That The tight end situation intrigues me, whether it's going to be uh, – Dalton Keene or what is it? A sigh, a sigh. No. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, That's yeah. Right. A sigh, a sigh. Um, there is another yeah, so, guy there, but I don't think they, I don't know if he'll make the lineup. But go ahead. Matt Lacoste or is it? A yes, guy? I think. Well, maybe I don't know if he's moved on or not. Um, yeah. I'm excited about the running backs, though, and, and it's not necessarily Sony Michelle. 
that I'm excited about. It's Damian Harris. Um, I think this, I don't know. We saw Sony had another operation this off season, uh, on his foot. Um, Damian Harris was banged up all last year. Didn't get it really a chance to get out there and play, but we got to remember this was a guy that was a third round pick, uh, the year before. Um, and I think that they're going to want to see what they got with them. And, uh, I think he might, you know, surprise a lot of people and probably be the one that has the most juice on the roster. Um, so I'm interested in him, Nikhil Harry. I think he could probably be the 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 wide receiver that benefits the most. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, I like the offense. I mean, I think Cam is he'll be solid. He'll be a great, you know, probably back end quarterback one for you if he gets to to play all 16. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I like it for New England. I like it a lot. I mean, there are are they the uh, division favorites all of a sudden again? Mm. Just until we know Cam's health, in my mind. If Cam's healthy. If, if, Cam, Cam's if Cam gives healthy, him 16 games this year. I don't know. I still like that Bills team just a smidge better. I do like that Bills team, and they got much better this all. Well, they lost Jordan Phillips. They lost Oliver. Austin. They Ed, Ed Oliver is. Uh, we'll see what happens, him. right? But yeah. you pick up Stephon Diggs on offense. I mean, that's a nice and offense. Cole Beasley. That 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 offense to me is head and shoulders above the Patriots. Zach Moss. Yeah, I think those are the two best teams. It'll be interesting to see how uh, how it all shakes out there. Yeah, because you have uh, another running back coming in now. Yeah, uh, to spell but, Devin Singletary. And but Zach Moss. those are the two teams, right? We're not believers no. in the Jets. It's, I mean, we'll see. Crazier things have happened, but like I've said, until Adam Gase is out of yeah. the building, I, I don't have any faith that the Jets can truly take off. Mm-hmm. Agree. So, gentlemen, let's do. Let's get into our main segment here. This is going to be a lot of fun, Bobby. Mm-hmm. Gonna let you steer the ship here. You put a lot oh, of these into the dock. So take us through each of these, and what we're gonna do: we're gonna hold it, or we're gonna fold it. So basically, it's another way of saying: are you buying or are you selling? And what we've done here, like I said, we've mixed some offense and some defense, and we've thrown out some spicy, essentially finishes for a lot of players. Statements. Yeah. These are guys that have been getting some buzz, guys that maybe we're high on, um, and we're throwing out some some crazy ideas. So we're going to see, are we buying it? Are we selling it? Are we holding it? Are we folding it? Bobby, get us started. Absolutely. And hopefully most of these are some controversial topics. We tried to pick a lot of stuff that's in the, the news and being talked about right now. So let's start it right now, Josh. I'm going to give it to you to start. So hold them or fold them. Cam Newton is a top 12 quarterback in 2020. So if Cam is healthy and healthy as in he's able to run the ball with like no limitations, like he's not like, oh, I'm hanging back in the pocket because I don't want to hurt my foot or my shoulder. If he's if he's old Cam, like close to old Cam, uh, yes, I'm I'm holding that he is a top 12 quarterback come the end of the season uh, because he's just always been really good for fantasy. Even with those weapons, there being so so I'm holding it. I agree. I'm gonna I'm gonna cross my fingers and hope that he stays healthy. Uh, and if he does, yeah, top the, the rushing floor. He has to have the rushing. That's a great if point. He, if he's just a, a kind of a pocket passer now in this phase of his career, not gonna be probably great. not. But if he still has the rushing floor, those quarterbacks are just cheat codes. It would be very hard for him not to end up in the top twelve. Or the rushing touchdowns. You yes, know, exactly. Even if he down near the goal line. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It will be very different though because you go from one of the most 
immobile quarterbacks to not a very mobile quarterback, but I mean Cam is Cam is able to run from time to time. Yep. I'm going to fold him. Um, even though I bought Cam at a perfect time um, a couple months back and have just been sitting on him in our main league, um, hoping for this, um, you know, I think this is probably best case scenario. Denver might have been a little bit better for me. Um, just Denver because with those of, weapons would have been much better. For sure. But as far as offensive line and stuff goes, I think they'll be able to keep Cam upright. I just think there's too much talent ahead of him for him to finish as a top 12 quarterback this year. So I'll – I'll fold him on Cam, even though, hey, if you're in the XFL and listening, yeah, he's on trade block. Come by. Yeah, that's that's a great point, Bobby, is that the quarterback the quarterback market is really strong this year. Like there are twenty guys that could finish top twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like sell him. Yeah, exactly. He's a great sell right now. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that's in his range of outcomes. And if we get like if we get eighty five, eighty to eighty five percent of like MVP Cam, that's enough to finish top twelve. Yeah. Let me let me ask you all this: in redraft, are you looking at Cam at all? I don't draft Patriots, but if I if I did, yes, I think I would. Uh I feel like this is gonna bump him up into a range that I'm pr- I'm probably not comfortable, in, you know, taking him. You, you mm. think he's actually somebody people are grabbing in earlier rounds, or is he like a late round guy that you're just taking a dart on? I, don't I feel like know. he's still a dart because there's so many quarterbacks. I don't yeah. think he's punched into that like upper tier of like I'll reach for this guy. But I, but I think he's going to go in that Kirk Cousins, Matt Stafford range. I mean, which he should not. I don't. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's too much for me. But I just feel like that's. I don't know, man. We you just looked want- up. We just looked up at the Twitter account of the Patriots, and they were the the it's true the most. They, they, yeah, they had the most four point five million. Cowboys had like four million. Yeah. So um, people love Cam too. Like I think. Yes. Most people love Cam. Want they're excited to see him back in I've the league. I've already seen all these edits on Twitter of him in the in the uniform. Dude, some and- of these uniform edits are incredible. <laughs> like they look like a real photograph. Yeah, they're really good. Shout out the Photoshop artist. So uh, people yeah. are excited about Cam. I mean, and uh, I think we're gonna see that come. You know, September, August real, with the drafts. Real quick, hold him or fold him. Real quick, does uh, Cam bring the dad back? Hold him or fold him. I'm folding that. I think he'll have something there. <laughs> Uh, I'm hoping he he brings it back, but probably not. It's I'm, that's I'm sure there's some other new dance yeah. that we'll, we'll find about out about in yeah, uh, he'll, two or years. He'll create it. You know? He'll definitely bust that uh, Superman back out. But let's jump to number two here. So hold him or fold him. Kenyon Drake will be a top ten running back in 2020. This one's an easy hold for me. I've got Kenyon Drake probably. <laughs> I haven't actually sat down and done the rankings, but I would say he's in that solidly in that eight to ten range for me for sure. Um, I, I'm going to hold as well, but I don't think there's a more riskier running back than Kenyon Drake. I just think the range of outcomes is all over the board. I think he could be a top five option, but also think that Chase Edmonds looked really darn good before he, uh, tore his hamstring. Um, and so, I mean, if Kenyon Drake struggles at all out of the, out of the gate, I think they're going to let Chase Edmonds get a shot and, and get some run. And also I'm interested in, in the, um, uh, I'm blanking on the Eno Benjamin. Uh, Eno Benjamin. Uh, I, I I like him. I know he was seventh round pick, but I like him a lot. Um, mm-hmm. So I'd like to see what you know. Maybe he could do if he if he got a chance. But um, I I don't I don't know that Cliff is one of those guys that's gonna lean on a running back. You know, uh, I feel like he he's probably gonna try and have uh, a rotation out there and, and and keep his guys fresh i think he likes Kenyon drake throw to the to the point that they brought him back on the transition tag which is not cheap it's like 8.1 million yeah but that's so, a that's a that's a 
that's a bargain. It was a no brainer. I mean, I, mean, I, I don't yeah. know who they like, who else was an option, you know? I mean, you're looking at some of these running back contracts though. Like I think that's um, like Lev Bell's up there, like around 10 million or so. So like, Kenyon Drake's probably in the top 10 paid running backs now. It's up there, yeah. I mean, they could have mm-hmm. easily let him walk and rolled with Chase Edmonds. So I agree. I think that uh, Benjamin and Edmonds are intriguing, but I think this coaching staff really likes Kenyon Drake. So he'll get all the opportunity oh, yeah. in the world. Yeah, it's going to be his job to lose. Bobby, you're sure. the Kenyon Drake owner in the XFFL. What are you thinking? I'm going to fold the mess out of Kenyon Drake. I am, uh, I'm selling Kenyon Drake right now. The only game that Chase Edmonds had um, when he was really healthy and Kenyon Drake wasn't there yet, I guess David Johnson was actually hurt. Uh, Edmonds went 27 attempts, 126 yards for three touchdowns, also caught two for 24. Um, I am a big Chase Edmonds believer. I think that he um, is going to be way more involved in the offense than than the Drake truthers really hope that he's going to be. And I think he's going to emulate a little bit of the uh, San Fran offense, and you're going to have some Mostert, you're going to have some Tevin Coleman, you're going to have some Jeff Wilson shares. So um, as much as I really want to just sell out Kenyon Drake that he's going to be a top five running back, and exactly what Adam said, while that is a extreme possibility, he could also be a top 20 to 25 running back just because of the system. I think he's talented, but I think that Cliff could – you know, actually holding back. One thing I will say, though, that maybe changes my mind is when you look at Drake's receptions, that's a pretty nice floor for him. Um, that may support that RB1 um, for him there, but I still see more as probably a top 15 running back. And it's just a supercharged offense. That's the thing for me. We've talked about it all off season. This is an offense I want pieces of, and um, I think that with Kenyon Drake, in my mind, as the featured back there in Arizona, he's going to get so much work, passing work, rushing work, and that offense is just going to be electric. Addy, what you got? He did have some, I mean, he had some huge weeks, but he had some bad weeks as well, you know? Yeah. That, that offensive line was terrible. So that that's True. the big piece of it. Like we've mentioned, is this the Cleveland of 2020 where they're getting yeah. all this hype and they're undone by a terrible offensive line? Mm-hmm. There were other things going on in Cleveland last year, but but it can't hurt adding Hopkins to it. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I think, like it. I mean, I, I do like I do like Drake. I'm just a lot of hype right now. A lot of like, oh, he's a for sure top five finish. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm 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 still kind of scared. I'm probably probably gonna be one of the guys that I don't have a lot of just because I don't like investing. You're gonna have to invest an early like second or third round pick. You, in you'd him. rather go a different direction, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm probably going running back first and then receiver, receiver. And I'm probably going to miss it on Drake. All right. I like it. Who's next? Let's get get to the next one here. So a little IDP action for y'all. Jordan Brooks will outsnap KJ Wright by the end of 2020. Addy, go first on this one. Um, It's tough. I'm going to go with fold. I think Jordan Brooks is still a, a year away. I do think KJ Wright probably moves on after this year. Uh, just because he is getting up there, um, and they, they obviously, you know, usually when you see moves like that, that's writing on the wall that they have, you know, they have other things in mind. They're looking at contract situations, seeing who expires, and yeah, I'd say KJ Wright's either gonna either gonna be, uh, you know, released or or maybe his contract is up. I don't, I'm not sure, but yeah, I'm not I'm not buying that this year. Yeah, this is very similar for me to a. Um 
to a Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard situation like we talked about with Johnny last week in that I think Jordan Brooks is going to be a year away. What I've tried to keep in mind more and more is that we view – uh, yeah, he's a free agent. KJ Wright is so next year. So he's done. So this will be his last year in Seattle. But what I've tried to keep in mind is we view these players and these teams through a very uh, detached, kind of uh, unbiased perspective. And these coaches, they have they have relationships with these players. So as we may see, well, Jordan Brooks is coming in. You know, he's going to supplant this guy because he's better than him. We've seen it, like Thomas Davis has followed now uh, Ron Rivera back to Washington. Like These relationships matter, and so we may think Jordan Brooks is a better player for the Seahawks in 2020, but that doesn't mean that he's going to get the opportunity when these players have been there for a long time. And KJ Wright was there when they won a Super Bowl. Exactly. So, I mean, that stuff does mean something. So it's like I would love to look at all of these new flashy players, rookies or or players on uh, on new teams and new situations and say they're clearly the better option. Uh but it just doesn't always work that way. The NFL is still a relationship business. Bobby, I have a feeling though that you're going to be holding this. I'm I'm folding as well. Um we're going to go the big three way and fold everybody. Um as much as I want to hold them, I really like Jordan Brooks. Um, shout out to uh, Mike Waller on the uh, Mic'd Up pod sponsored by the Big Three Networks. Um, what an awesome pod that is. What a quick 20-minute listen. Jump in there if you've got a chance. And uh, he's going through division by division right now, and it's super, super helpful, you know, talking about IDP targets, not only for this year, but also for, you know, upcoming years who to pay attention to. And, you know, even Mike said, you know, pay a lot of attention to Jordan Brooks because they're, they really think that he could be groomed to be the uh, Bobby Wagner replacement. So I guess the key for me in this one is going to be Russell Wilson will have that team in some type of playoff contention. You know, that division is going to be really good. Um, you've got Arizona and you've got San Francisco to contend with. I don't think the Rams are going to make it this year. But um, it, when they're playoff bound, Wagner and Wright are going to be out there, which is going to limit Brooks. But Brooks is definitely the future for sure. I'm a big, I'm a big Brooks guy. So yeah, let's all let's do a three way fold there. So let's get to this next one. Hey, what about is Cody it, Barton? Nope, sell Cody. No Barton. <laughs> no, oh. no one named Cody is going to be a fan. <laughs> I remember oh. we had a big, we had a Bartman, uh, Barton seg. Did you say a Bartman like Steve Bartman? <laughs> I don't like Bartman in Chicago this year. He's going to catch too many foul balls. Yeah. All right. This next one is sponsored by uh, Dynasty Sneeko, Bobby. This one's for you, Dynasty Sneeko. So we're going to send this one directly to Mr. Adam IDP. Uh, Terry McLaurin will be a wide receiver one in 2020. Eddie? Hell nah. (laughs) Yeah, this is way too rich for me. I mean, you know, maybe, but I'm not, I'm not in his range of outcomes. Yes, it's definitely there. He is the best option in the offense. I mean, that's I think if that happens that you're you're saying that Haskins is taking a major step in year two um and I don't I don't know I know there's been a lot of hype lately for him I'm just I'm still cautious with it maybe it happens um I don't know I'm not buying I'm, I'm, I'm definitely folding that. I'm folding that here's what I would say and again love Terry McLaurin just don't love the situation don't love the surrounding talent don't love the quarterback I think it's more likely he finishes outside the top 24 Mm. than he finishes inside the top 12. And that's nothing against Terry. Again, 
really sit down and think about all of these wide receivers. The yes. wide receiver position is stupid deep this year. It's crazy. There are probably like 45 guys that could finish top 24. And so sometimes it's not a matter of, you know, players not being good enough. It's sometimes players get squeezed out by the guys around them. And, you know, maybe they're four or five points away from being a top 24 option. That's how close it is some years. So, no, I'm I'm folding, as you would say, Bobby, folding the mess out of this. Hey, boys, I got news for you. I'm going to be holding them this year. Oh, here he is. Because Kyle Allen's going to be the starting quarterback for the Washington <laughs> unknown team. That does uh, not make it better. That does not, not make it better. It's not good. Not Kyle Allen, but I, I, um, I think Dwayne Haskins. I think we're, I think we're selling him too soon. I think, I just, I, I believe in Rivera. I think Rivera is a great coach. I think you're probably safer with Rivera to look at a Thaddeus Moss who could be a sneaky little grab this year. And you know, I'm not a Geist fan. I'm, I'm more of an Antonio Gibson guy. Um, if you look in the past and you look and see who Rivera actually targets, he really loves these tight ends and he loves these running backs. But, dude, I think McLaurin, I think he could be a wide receiver one. Um, I know Gandy Golden's there. I know they also have uh, – Steven Adam, Sims. Yeah, Steven Sims who um, got some targets. But I, I think McLaurin is just too good. Um, late in the season, he got quite a bit of targets from – Haskins, I think one game he had 10, one game he had 12, another game he was pushing 10. So if they can just connect it all, McLaurin can take so many of these to the house. Um, as much as I want to piss off Dynasty Sneeko, I think I'm going to hold it here. All right. All right. Hey, what do we got I, next, Bobo? Hey, Sorry. McLaurin's old as hell. I'll say that. <laughs> Is he really? Yes, sir. Was he a four-year guy? Uh-huh. He's already he's going to be 25 when the season starts, entering the second year. Jeez, he's going to be getting AARP postcards uh-huh. here soon. <laughs> throw, throw some water on that Terry love. Why don't you just go marry Nico, Bobby? <laughs> Let's move on before Addy has a stroke. Let's do it. So, number five, this one's one that I know y'all had a nice little agreement on a couple shows back. I actually listened to that the other day, but – Christian Kirksey will finish 2020 as a top 15 linebacker. This is really close because I'd say I've got him somewhere in my mind if he stays healthy, which is, that, of course. That's all we're banking on here. Yeah, this is assuming health for everybody. Let's not throw, you know, any kind of let's, uh, let's assume restrictions. 16 games. Yeah, 16 games and health for everyone. Um, man, this is so close. Um, I'm probably going to fold, but it is so close for me. I see him like in that like 16 to 20 range, maybe like 17 or 18, just outside top 15. Hold for me. If he if he plays 16, he's getting there. He's going to be a top 10 option this year. The better question is going to be, it. whose team is he going to be in the XFFL? Because I know That's he's in right. the option. He's a free agent. Oh, yeah. He's a free agent. Won't yeah. be on my team. Not any room for him. Yeah, LBU <laughs> and wide receiver. You uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I hold the mess out of that. Christian Kirksey, you look at that role he's going into with Blake Martinez. And, uh, I mean, Blake Martinez sucked. And uh, if Kirksey can just stay healthy, he's got to be as good as Martinez, I would think. Um, so, yeah, I love that. I would maybe even flirt with that LB1 category um, just because of the volume. Yeah, I, I'm, I think he's going to be all over it, man. This year, I'm not uh, – last year, I think I got too sexy – with my, uh, you know, who I wanted to be, who who I wanted to be good and everything, 
you know, the Tremaine, the Dion's, the the Roquans, all that stuff. You know, the, the sexy guys. Yeah. This yeah. year, I'm all about the Showberts, the Blake Martinez's, oh, yeah. the the Kirksey's, yeah. the Justin Houston's, all these unsexy players. Leighton Vander That's who I want, not LV. Hell, never that, Bobby. You know better than that. By the way, Christian Kirksey is not a free agent in the XFFL. Nico has him. Josh he released worried. him, I thought. Hmm. Interesting. Nico's going to be in our Slack like, oh, too bad I have Christian Kirksey. I think Damn I traded him for like a, a ham sandwich. Well, I, with, that, with that news, I take back. I am folding. <laughs> he will finish outside the top 50 <laughs> along with Terry McLaurin. Yeah. <laughs> we're just we're fading everything oh, Dynasty Sneako has. Gosh, speaking of Dynasty Sneako, let's get into this next one. Goodness gracious, what type of soda has this turned into? But Michael Hardman finishes as a top 24 wide receiver in 2020. Maybe. Yeah, that's a fold for me. Just because, yeah, he's not even the number one in his own team. Ooh. I think it's – is it in his range of outcomes? Yeah, sure. But yeah, no. Maybe. I like him as a maybe a wide receiver three, but not a <laughs> top 24 guy. <laughs> no way you're holding this. Oh, baby. We love Mecole, baby. We love Mecole, baby. It. I mean, he's going to need a little bit of help, but if he surpasses Sammy, Will's up, baby. Uh, this is... He should surpass Sammy. All this guy needs is targets. That's it. That's all he needs is targets. Um because I mean, there's not many receivers in the league that that did what he did with his touches. Uh, I, I saw something like if you you know extrapolated him out, like he he'd be flirting with like 1,500 yards and you know just crazy numbers. Um, mm-hmm. But is he going to get the targets though? No, Travis he's not. Kelsey, he's not. Tyreek, he's not. But I mean, if he if he becomes that third third banana there, I mean, you're looking at I think top 24. Uh, finish. Has He's a, gonna have monster weeks. Has a third option on the team though ever finished inside the top twenty-four at the wide receiver position? Yeah, for sure. I'd say so. I want to. We'll go back and look at that and see if that's actually happening. I mean, we're talking. You know, think about the great offenses like the Broncos. You know, when you had Julius Thomas, Wes Welker, Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders. Like, there's four of them that were, you know, great well, fancy assets. The Rams for you. year, Bobby. The Rams year were all those Rams receivers yes, like uh, top twenty-four options. Oh, dude, absolutely. Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, they were all being drafted as, like, top 24. Brandy Cooks, back when Cooks was good. You tell me you're sorry. I will not. So, yes, um, I love, obviously, I've got Patrick Mahomes in our main league. I would love if McColl was a top 24 option because yeah. that probably means Mahomes has thrown about 50 touchdowns again. Bobby, where are you coming down on this one? I'm going to give you three words here why I fold them. Clyde Edwards. Hilaire. He's going to see a lot of targets this year, and that's going to eat up some of Meikle's, uh volume there. I think uh, CEH could be Patrick Mahomes' new best friend. Uh, going to be catching a lot out of the backfield. I'm not selling Sammy this year, which sounds ridiculous. Um, but Sammy's, you know, I think Andy Reid just wants to run the same recipe he ran last year and see if he can get another Super Bowl. Sounds crazy because Meikle is – unbelievably talented but sammy's Sam- a great best ball option but god can you imagine having him in an actual fantasy league that would be maddening yeah okay. i had him last year josh thank you i appreciate Meikle that was the guy i added the most this offseason in those in those five startup drafts i did i came away with me and four of them kind of slept on he was way up here you know oh man last he was offseason and now he's just kind of forgotten dude in dynasty it's a i mean 
I don't think you can reach any higher, and I would still be okay with it because Sammy's going to be gone soon. Tyreek, I hope everything pans out great for the guy, but he does seem to be a little bit skeptical from time to time, so he could make another dumb decision, and you're looking at pretty quickly, Mecole is the number one for a guy who threw 50 touchdowns in 2018 or whatever year it was. And, you know, Kelsey's going to be 31, so I think that we've probably seen the best of him. Um, Tyreek gets banged up. We not you know not to mention the off field stuff. Yeah, I mean, I love him. I love McColl. I like that, Eddie. All right, let's get to the next one. One of my favorite guys going into this year. So hold him or fold him. Jeremy Chin will be a top twelve safety. Yeah, this is a little spicy, but this is a hold for me. I mean, Eric Reed was safety one or safety two, depending on your platform last year. Yep. Chen is stepping right into that role. We saw the pictures floating around on Twitter this week. He's looking good. Listen. Yeah, I think uh, I'm holding this for right now. I'm, I'm a Jeremy Chen believer. Sir, you like that video of him? Sure, oh, sure. like wee! What Bo- heterosexual male would not like to yes, see sir. Jeremy Chen's listening? <laughs> hey, sir. I tell you, one I liked about it a little bit more was Jeffrey Simmons. Oh, wait! Hot I'm about to like put you out in the yard. <laughs> Our listeners are gonna be like, "What the hell is he on tonight?" He's on that black bear farm. Is this the beer you're wanting to try? Yes, sir. Shout out to uh, Blackberry Farm Brewery in uh, Wallen, Tennessee. There you go. Big fan of your beer. Shout out. We know you're a listener. Come sponsor us. So uh, yeah, Jeremy Ten. I'll hold that as well. Joshy Poo. I love that. You uh, you know. Look at who's gone there in Eric Reed, and you look at Luke Keekley. Um, I don't know what LB he was last year. He had to been a top five LB. Um, but yeah, Jeremy Chen. Not only did those videos do it for me in the uh, in July, but I think his production in September and October are going to be real nice too. Yes, sir, hey, hey, Chen ain't the only body part you're thinking about. Oh yeah, right, 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 Josh. So you're uh, you're holding. I just want to be sure that we're all. Oh, I'm holding. I'm caressing. As I say, you're holding something. All right, let's get to Adam's uh, Adam's uh, little dark horse that he tweeted about yesterday or day before with uh, with Joey the Tooth. Shout shout out to our buddy for this one. But D Ford. Speaking of pods, yeah, congrats, Joey. Launched the uh, IDP update with Joey the Tooth today. Uh, also on the network. Yep, network pod yep. as well. Co-production with IDP guys. Uh, dropped the trailer. I think the first episode's coming next week. He's been kicking around ideas for it. And uh, the concept he has for the first actual episode is dynamite. You do not want to mm-hmm. miss it. He's a smart and, dude. It's not going to fail. Oh, it's yeah. going to be amazing. Yeah, and Joey, check it out. I will not sell you my 1970 Chevy C10. So if you're listening, sorry, buddy. And you know he is. So you just broke his heart. Mm-hmm. He can cry. He can cry. It'll be all right. You will never get this. You will never get this. <laughs> so, voices tonight. Speaking of uh, trucks, let's go to a Ford here. A terrible truck. D Ford will finish 2020 as the DL2. As a DL2. Sorry, not the DL2, but a DL2. That would be way too spicy if it was the DL2. It would be real spicy. Joshy, let me get your take first. Hmm. This is interesting. I'll, I'll go first. I'll go first. I'm going to uh, I'm going to sell that. I love D Ford. Um, I think he does have a great opportunity, but... Um, still a lot of talented guys there. Uh, Javon Kinlaw, Eric Armstead. Um, I know Buckner's gone and everything, but still Solomon Thomas. You got Nick Bosa. 
Um, too many mouths to feed there, I think, for D4 to be a DL2. I do think he's going to be a great DL3, probably. Um, DL2 is just probably too high of a reach for me. Yeah, I would agree. It's just the snaps for me. That's really all it is. We know he was very, very productive in the limited snaps that he got. I just don't think he's going to get the snaps to get into that DL2 range. So I'm folding. Oh, man. I'm going to have to uh, go against the grain here and and, uh, hold him. Um, I really like D Ford. I mean, you know, no more to force Buckner. They're going to have a need for, you know, some more pass rush in there. so, so yeah, I mean, last year he got like 222 snaps. Um, we need him to get 600. That's, that's all we need out of this guy. This is a guy, he had the best sack rate in the league. Uh, so for every 35 snaps, uh, Ford recorded a, a sack. The next closest was Shaq Barrett, who led the league in sacks. Every, so every 50 snaps, he would get a sack. So he crushed it. I mean, he, he, there wasn't anyone even close to D Ford. Um, so we just need the snaps to get to that 500, 600 range. And I think that, uh, D Ford is seriously going to have a chance at, you know, 10 to 12 sacks. So all about it. But do you think, and the price is right. Like we mentioned, like you mentioned, ADP, ADP right here, uh, on IDP, IDP guys is 37. That's a no brainer. I I mean, the upside's there. The return is definitely there, but I, I guess the argument would be, the snaps have to jump. That's a huge jump. That's a like two and a half, three times jump. And the the efficiency, he probably was so effective with those snaps because he was fresh. Of course, He's not right. Playing, you know, there was a, we had a nice little discussion about this, and, that, and that's a great point. I think we see this with like Carl Lawson, you know, guys that are you're using the, uh, in these rotational roles. Yeah, it's got to be a nightmare to be an offensive lineman and be winded and have this guy that's completely fresh come out and you know come at you as hard as he can go. That's that's got to be tough. Mm-hmm. Um, but. but. 222 snaps to me that's an outlier that's too that's too few uh for him to get that that's that's that can't be the expectation there in San Fran they have to want I mean they paid this guy big big money they have to want to get that snap count to around the 500 600 mark there's no way that they're going to be happy with just 300 snaps out of D Ford regardless of how effective he is that's not good enough well, especially this year, too, because now you've got Buckner gone. You've got a rookie in Javon Kinlaw. They're going to be looking to have a veteran presence get more snaps. So, yeah, sure, I think the snaps will de- uh, will increase. But, man, losing Buckner and then adding a rookie is great. But I just don't know that, it, I don't know that it's great for 2020. Um, I don't know. I just see Buckner and, and Nick Bosa probably took a lot of the double teams and a lot of the, you know, attention away from him. So, Hey, speaking of that, uh, trade talk for two seconds. What y'all think about my move this week? I moved um, Aaron Donald and Chris Herndon for Zach Bond and DeForest Buckner. Joshy, what'd you think? I thought it was nice. I mean, you know, we're big DeForest Buckner fans. I like what you said that, you know, Donald's going to see a ton of double teams because that defensive line there has lost some important pieces. Zach Bond's an interesting flyer. Chris Herndon, I think, is a nice tight end flyer as well. But, you know, I think if I'm choosing between those two, I'd probably rather have Zach Bond. And the money was the same. You know, this is RSO League, so there's contracts involved. And um, Buckner and Donald were making roughly the same, right? Mm, yeah, a million or so in between. But, yeah, yeah close enough. Close. So it wasn't like a salary dump in, in any kind of way, shape, or form. I don't mm. think it was like a huge slam dunk one way or the other, but I definitely liked it for you. Mm. Yeah, Eddie. 
I liked it. Uh, I, I mean, I think I like Aaron Donald the best, but you know, they are, um, what they're four years apart in age, right? Isn't mm-hmm. Buckner going to be 25, 26, where Donald's going to be 28, 29, somewhere in that range? Pushing 30, um, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, yeah, I, I kind of like it in Dynasty. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's a, that's a, that's a fair trade. It is always hard to sell Donald. Um, I do think that Bond probably isn't as far off, maybe, as people want to think from having a pretty, substantial IDP input there in New Orleans. And then my thing with Chris Herndon, too, is just I'm so tired of waiting on Adam Gase to ever produce a tight end. Yeah. I'm just kind of over that whole thought. But anyways, yeah, that was a quick little trade target. But Just a, just a little bit of context here on D4, because I was curious, you know, where did he end up um, in last year in our RSO league? He was DN71, scored 68 points. So it can happen. I mean – if he gets the snaps and the efficiency stays up, but just wanted to give a little context as like where he would be coming from to jump into that. What'd we say? DL two. So top 24. But yeah. we know that. I mean, but, but we, we should expect, I don't think anyone's going to expect him to, are, are y'all expecting him to have 400 snaps this year? Who D four? Yeah. See, I, I agree with you that they paid a hefty price. He's got a huge contract, but I think they kind of see him as a pinch hitter because I think if that was not the case, we would have seen it last year. See, I don't know what was standing in the way there. I know Buckner's gone, but Kinlaw's there now. And in my yeah. opinion, he was he went into the year banged up. They knew it. They they had Nick Bosa. They had the depth. They had the crazy depth to deal with it. And so they're like, well, we don't have to rush this guy. We saw him in the Super Bowl. The dude got like 50 to 60% of the snaps in the Super Bowl. So he got his playing time then mm-hmm. when they needed it. But they didn't have to have him this year, right? They, they were fine without him. The defense was dominant without him. Um, but he was like a luxury piece. He's not really a luxury piece anymore. If they want to, if they want to, you know, if that defense wants to, re- to get back to the level it was last year, they're going to really need D four to step up. So, I mean, I just don't, I just don't see, I mean, I expect them to, to have an expect- expectation of, you know, 500 staff form at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, just seeing the snaps double, I think I would be surprised. And that gets them up to like, what, 440? I bet, you know, doubling, when you, when you say double, just doubling off a small number like that, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. I yeah. Wouldn't be, I'd, be, no, I'd yeah. be surprised. I, I'm going to be shocked if he, if he's, if he's has less than 400 snaps. We will be tracking this one throughout the season. Anyone want to bet? Anyone want to bet? Live bet? Definitely don't want to bet. Damn right. Let's get next to let's get Adam off D forward and let's get to this next guy who uh, I'm really big on for 2020. So Chuck Clark will finish 2020 as a safety one. So I'll start this one and I'm going to hold that. Um, you've got two young um, linebackers there in Baltimore in Patrick Queen and in Malik Harrison. There you go. Thank you, Adam. Um, and I think Chuck Clark is going to be that box guy this year. I think he's going to play down near the line. Um, I think he's going to rack up a bunch of tackles. So I think Chuck Clark may be, the more I think about it, kind of my dark shot to be. Um, you know, Adam asked a couple episodes ago who's going to be the next big one. And I think Chuck Clark could take a big – I think he produced really well last year. I think he could take an even bigger step this year. Yeah, it's a fold for me, but it's it's definitely in the range of outcomes for Chuck Clark. There's just other guys that I like better this year, but um, love him as a safety too, just not a top twelve guy. Uh, yeah, fold for me as well. I like wow, him, but uh, wow, jeez, he's not you know he's not he's not jumping off the screen to me. <laughs> oh, I like His name's that. Chuck. <laughs> Again, for context, he was uh, safety thirty three last year 
in RSO. I got you. Well, didn't get to wear the green dot, but uh, you know they had no one there. Nobody. So. That's true. Very true. But you guys are both wrong. So, uh, this is a guy that we told you. Yeah. So this is a guy we talked about just a second ago here, Bobby. Who's next? Yeah. So uh, I don't know if I came up with this one or you guys did, but Damian Harris will get a hundred and fifty carries in twenty twenty. Um, yeah, let Eddie with this one. Tweet nothings to each other. He's the he's the Damian Harris truther, I think, in this group. What's the uh, what was the what was it, Bobo? What we were we doing? We were telling secrets in class. We were sharing that one. Damian Harris will get 150 carries in 2020. Oh yeah, I think I already pretty much answered this. Yeah, this is the back I want this year. The price is perfect. Okay, um, so tell me what's his? How many carries does he get? Uh, he get 200 carries. 175. Okay. Sony's going to get, they're going to, they're going to try and trot Sony out there once he's back to full health, but uh, it's going to be Damon Harris. He's going to be, he's going to be the guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm holding this one as well. I think that's the Patriots running back to own. Uh, I think he's being slept on right now, big time. So yeah, I'm with Addy. I'm, I'm holding this one for sure. Okay. Well, let's just go three way then. And, uh, and hold it again. I don't really want to own these guys, but uh, triple hold sounds fun. So let's get to this next IDP. So we're going to pick one here. This is a little pick, hold them or fold them. So pick Willie Gay or Kenneth Murray as a lock, as an LB2 for 2020. I'll so tell you gonna, better. I'll hold both these guys as LB2s. Ooh, Joshua. I love it. And I'm right there with you. I crafted that one up. Because I believe it too. I mean, that, well, think, think about the Chiefs linebackers. Dude, he's got the best. He's got truly the best he situation. He really does. I mean, we love all these guys like Simmons and Queen and Murray, but Willie Gay. Oh my God! Is I mean, you're into talking a about situation. You're talking about, uh, yeah, Anthony Hitchens and Damian Wilson. Yeah, it's about Come like, on, dude. It's about like uh, the guys that are in. For the Chargers. It's true. Yeah, these are, these are two guys probably in the best situation. And Jatavis is uh is gone. So who is it now? It's um well you got Perriman there, you still got yeah, tra- right. you got Tranquil. I mean, I'm still a little leery yeah. of it. I mean, just because we know that uh that dude likes to mess around with the rotations. So um but I, I, I've really come around on Murray a lot. I, I can see uh I could see him just, you know this being the guy that they just stick with, let him get basically 90 to hundred percent of the snaps. And yeah, we see like linebacker two numbers immediately. It's not fair for us to paint Kenneth Murray with the chargers linebacker, brush right? Because mm-hmm. they're not the same thing to do with those guys that came before him. Yeah. And he's a different player and probably a much better player. And this is a different team. I think, you know, mm-hmm. we're looking at uh, Murray's going to come in and immediately be a leader of this team, you know, yeah. along with Derwin James and, uh, Bosa and Ingram, like th- he's going to be a counter on immediately and, and be, you know, the voice of that defense and freaking um, Justin Herbert. The offense is going to be different. Exactly. Young. I mean, so it, he, he'll have, you know, he'll have a chance to, to make a name for himself in the locker room. I like him a lot. I love it. Bobby, what about you? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm with you guys. I, I love this as well. Shout out to our boy, Johnny, the Greek for that Willie Gay take, you know, he was high on this one pretty early on. And I've been a Kenneth Murray fan for a long time just because of his background and everything. But, um, yeah, let's buy both of those guys as an LB two for 2020. That's a, that's a big three way right now. So that's right. let's get to this next guy that Adam is just 
chomping at the bit to talk about. So Chase Young has 10 plus sacks in 2020. Hold him or fold him. Oh, I'm holding the mess out of this one, boys. I think Chase Young could push 15 sacks. Yes, I know man. there are a lot of bodies along that defensive line in Washington. I I don't know. I'm I'm rising on Chase Young this offseason. I just think he is going to dominate. And uh, 10 plus sacks, I think, is the floor for him. Yeah, I think we saw it last year with San Fran. You know, uh, Bosa walked into a, a loaded defensive line. Similar similar situation here in uh, Washington, but make no mistake, Chase Young is the best piece already of that line. Absolutely, so, th- that's the dude that they gotta get. You know, have out there the most, and uh, I think you're gonna see that translate into sacks. It's like we're wondering how is it gonna sort out? How's the rotation? It's gonna sort itself out around Chase Young. Yes, it's gonna yeah. be Chase Young, and then then we'll see the, how we'll see the how Rockets, shakes out. Yeah. You know, like that's how it's gonna go. So, Bobby, you going big three way here? Absolutely. We'll just double down. Big three way again. Uh, that's an easy smash that button. So go ahead and jump to the next one. Deontay Johnson, who's a uh, pretty spicy name in the uh, the Twitter sphere right now, is going to finish 2020 as a wide receiver too. Hmm. Bold and people need to stop. Yeah, people need to stop with this. It's getting. A, can we get Juju to be a wide receiver too? Seriously, please. That would be great. So yeah, I'm, I'm folding on that one as well. The, the Deontay Johnson hype is out of control. He's it's not crazy. even the best receiver on his own team. Like, let's calm down. I know there are some truthers out there who are going to be in our mentions, but Juju is better than Deontay Johnson. <laughs> yeah, I like Deontay Johnson, but I mean, I, I don't know. I, it, it's been a weird offseason of, of hype. And also, we don't know what he what he's going to look like with Ben. We don't know what Ben's going to look like, you know? I know that the there's been some nice videos coming out of him looking normal and, and decent. Looking but shaved. Right, but he is... 39, exactly. 38. Coming he, off of, you know, Tommy John surgery. We haven't really so, seen this before mm-hmm. with quarterbacks. It's we hope just, he can stay healthy, but if not, it's going to be back in a situation with one of those crappy quarterbacks. And, and, and uh, keep in mind, too, like 20, top 24 wide receivers, there's 32 teams in the NFL. Yeah. So that means that eight teams, if you have just one, you know, one wide receiver from every team make the top 24, eight teams are not going to have, and if teams double up, that means there could be 10 or 12 teams that yeah. don't have a top 24 wide receiver. Mm-hmm. So to suggest that you're going to have the Steelers as one of those two teams, yeah, it could absolutely happen. Yes, that's in the range of outcomes, but I just don't see it. I would I would peg Juju as you know maybe a top-end wide receiver too. And what about James Washington and uh, Chase Claypool that they brought in? You know What about those dudes? I, I, I was kind of impressed with Washington at, at moments last year. And know, Eric so. Ebron. And Eric Ebron. Let's not forget, yeah. yeah, a lot of weapons there on the offensive side. Yeah, I fold this one as well. The only reason I fold this, I think Deontay Johnson sounds that I think he's going to have a good career, but mm-hmm. I don't think Ben plays 16 games is what, you know, I think Ben plays eight, honestly. Uh, ben has just not been healthy the last couple of years, and I think Duck Hodges is going to be throwing balls to Deontay Johnson before the end of uh, 2020. So let's get to another little spicy New England Patriots take. So Nikhil Harry, shout out to our boy uh, Fantasy Guru Bros for this one. But uh, the 102 in 2019, Nikhil Harry finishes 2020 over 800 yards receiving. So again, context. I have a hard time with these numbers sometimes. But last year, uh, to give you an idea, 802 yards for Debo Samuel, 804 yards for Larry Fitzgerald. Mm. So we're saying, can Nikhil Harry have the season that Debo and Larry Fitzgerald had last year in terms of yardage? And with Cam Newton in the building, 
Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold this because I do like what Addy said. Edelman's gonna be great. I think he's gonna be that nice slot receiver that Cam can throw to. Cam's never been a big down the field passer, uh, but yeah, I think if Cam's healthy again, I'm assuming health here for Cam. Uh, but I think that a Larry Fitzgerald in 2019 type of season is absolutely possible for Nikhil Harry, a highly drafted receiver uh, that's going to be the number two option on a Cam Newton-led Patriots team. So I'm holding this. Yep. I mean, Nikhil is his Kelvin Benjamin, you know, another receiver that can't separate. Um, sorry, Ben. Devin Funches. Ben is just taking all sorts of bullets right now. He's going to wake up and not be happy with us. <laughs> no, but I think I, I think you know that eight hundred to like nine hundred range. I think that's right at him. I mean, because mm-hmm. we saw him put Kelvin Benjamin put up some you know thousand yard seasons. That's kind of what I see him. I think I think Nikhil's, um and he's probably going to be the first or second option on that team. Yeah, he's got to. You know, Mohamed Sanu. He's what is he going to do? You know, yeah, he's going to throw the ball to somebody. So I mean, just kind of by default. Harry's going to have to do something. So I'll buy the 800 yards. Um, I'll hold him. I just really don't want to. So anyways, let's get to another um, kind of up and coming IDP. Um, and I'll give you a little, uh, actually the, the, the question itself will answer my question or uh, my answer. Sorry, it's getting late. Uh, Charles Ominihu will be the top scoring defensive end on the Texans in 2020. I'll go first. I'm going to hold the mess out of this. I uh, Not only did Charles Amenehu, uh retweet me or like my tweet a there while back, there. which I really dug. Shout out, Charles. That Let's was rad. The of this. There it is. I know, you're, uh, I, know you're, <laughs> I know you're out there listening. <laughs> but uh, J.J. Watt just can't stay healthy. I know, you know, in redraft I've been really fading J.J., but especially in Dynasty I've even been pushing him further and further back. But – um, a minute here, I can't remember the stat that I put out there, but um, his snap per uh, pressures rate was actually really, really good last year. So hopefully he can stay on the field. I hope JJ can too, just because both of them will be fun to watch. But yeah, I'll hold it. Why not? Yeah, I'm holding it too. Um, I know we're saying we're assuming health for everyone. That's really hard with JJ Watt, just because yeah. he's like a Frankenstein monster at this point with all the surgeries he's had. Uh, but this is less to do with health, I think, and more to do with every year there are these surprise guys that come out of nowhere, and you're like, who is this guy? And if you pay attention, especially at the end of a previous season, you can see who has the potential to do that sometimes. And I love Amenahu for this uh, this kind of breakout role, especially there along the Texans' defensive line. So I'll hold it. So you're saying that he's going to be the DN1 by the end of the year for that team? On the, the highest scoring, yeah, de- defensive end for the Texans. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm a big fan. He's, I've gotten a lot of him this off season as well. Um, but I still think JJ Watt is is elite. And even though he does struggle with the health, I mean, if he if he, uh, you know, we we were kind of we assumed health for for all these guys. And I'm he, assuming health. We got to assume health for JJ Watt. Games for both, yeah. Oh man, JJ Watt. JJ Watt is still just as dominant as is you know the top dogs in the league uh, as far as being a pass rusher goes still, still up there in pressures. Um, yeah. He's, he's going to get another, he's going to have another 10 sack season if he, if he stays healthy. So hmm. uh, 
yeah, I, I'm all about JJ Watt. I think he's a nice value. Actually, this is about the time I start liking these guys. Mm-hmm. You're going white bread, mayonnaise sandwich. Sure, here. All, all the safe, <laughs> all the safe options. Classics. No, you're, oh, you're, boy. you're most likely right. This is me. I think Bobby and I are kind of taking a swing here on a guy. And then, could be. Listen, he was good to the brand. I get it. He's one of the. Uh, he's one of our MVPs. You know, Amenahu, Joshua Kalu, yeah. Kalu, and then we got Fred Warner's dad. Fred Warner's dad. Yeah, <laughs> that's the. That's the kind of universe the the uh big three cinematic universe here so miss you senior yeah come around (laughs) don't don't be afraid to give us uh, a love for you to follow us again sometime sliding those dms oh geez Uh, bobby i love this next one here what do we got oh yeah so um hold or fold them the top three qbs in 2020 will be lamar jackson patrick mahomes and kyler murray in any order yeah, this is an easy hold for me. These are my top three guys. No, it's wow. close. There are guys like Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott that could easily sneak into that top three, but this is mm-hmm. a hold for me. Jared Goff. I don't know, boys. Racking like it's just a chalk top five. I don't agree with it. I don't agree with it. There's someone we are underestimating. Tommy Brady. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Brady could sneak in there. Brady. I'm calling it now. <laughs> top three finish this year. All right, so you're folding this, I guess. Fold. And I could even see Dak. Uh, I, I, I don't know that Collar's the answer there at three. I think Dak is probably my new three. We might as well. We might as well be the same person because that's going to be my top three: Lamar, Mahomes, and Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. That's probably my top three, and then I think I have Brady four, Collar five. Honestly, the only reason I'm fading Collar some, I think they're going to run the ball more. They actually have a decent running attack there between. Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds, and I think that's going to have Kyler fading a touch. You know, Kyler hasn't thrown the ball probably a ton to Deshaun yet this year. Um, so, sure, Kyler will be a top five guy probably for me. But, man, look at CD, Amari, you know. Jarwin. Gallup, Jarwin. Oh, my gosh. Goodness Zeke, gracious. Pollard. Zeke. No line. That's dumb. Filthy. Filthy. Anyways, okay. Yeah, fun stuff. Did he ever sign, speaking of that? Yes. Okay. So he, yes, he signed the franchise tag. So he went from eight hundred and eighty thousand a year to uh, what did he go to? What was thirty one? Thirty million. That's a little bump. I'd probably sign. Yeah, yeah. A little brace. I'd do that as, and that's what we talked about. Jerry knew that Dak would sign that because yeah. he's made like, you know. Oh, you don't want the thirty one million? Yeah, you're gonna take it. You've made eight hundred thousand yeah. dollars up to this point yeah. in your career, so you're yeah. gonna sign that. He's made more money from uh, Gatorade or. Uh, yeah. He was signed by somebody. For sure. Yeah, he but, definitely made more off sponsorships, I'd 100%. say. 100%. Shout out to our boy uh, Rick Patino. He was always a big sponsorship guy for him, too. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, old Rick. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, I got a Rick Quick Rick. Yeah, the old yeah, Rick Keeper from Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I really got off on a tangent there for a second in my mind. Uh, so, yeah, number 17. This one goes out to Adam. But Efeti Odenigbo will have 10-plus sacks in 2020. So 2019, just for reference, he had seven. And that was on, I think, like 400 snaps, if that. Uh, I don't have the stuff pulled up right now. But, yeah, he didn't have he didn't have a very high snap count. Um, no more Everson Griffin. No more Linval Joseph. Uh, yes. I I mean, 10 is a stretch, but I, I, I'm not going to be surprised if, if he gets it. I think, realistically, it's probably more like uh, eight to nine. But. I think ten tens uh, that's there. Um, let's. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna hold. Yeah, I'm ten. Hold, I'm holding it as well. I'm gonna say exactly ten. Yep. <clears throat> I think yep. that's you get more playing time, less competition for sacks. I mean, 
Yeah. Yeah, I think it's probably safer to take the under, but why not? Let's go with 10. I'm very efficient. Dowdy's that efficient, but I mean, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yep. Love it. Love it. I think the biggest thing is what Adam said. Those two big names being gone is going to give him uh, quite a bit more jump there. So let's get to the last one. Shout out to our boy Peyton here for the uh, hold him and fold him number. Number 18 here. So pick one, boys. Hold them or fold them. DJ, as in David Johnson, or Todd Gurley as a top 12 running back. You can hold one of these boys. Which one's you holding? I'm folding both of them. I like both of them as running back two options, but neither as a top 12. I'm going to hold DJ. I think uh, Bob is is uh, going to try and save face and just make sure he, he looks. Bob at- is in Bill O'Brien, not as in Bobby. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. Bad Bob. I'm also going to save face in a minute, but continue. Like, what's, what's Bobby saving face about here? <laughs> yeah, well. Um, giving Gurley $37 million or whatever it is. <laughs> 41, Josh. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was selling you short. Yeah, Jesus, Bob. Um, good, Bob. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think David Johnson, they're going to run him into the ground. Um, Bill O'Brien saw that he was getting roasted all over Twitter for that trade. So, yeah, he's going to – I mean, thir- 300 carries incoming for David Johnson. Um, he's he's just a great volume play for this next year. Uh, but Todd Gurley, I am folding – um, Todd Gurley, you need to sell after the first four games because he's probably going to start out hot, but then that knee is going to start knee's gonna uh, start to swell. Yeah, so get out of that, get out of that early. This is really hurtful, guys. <laughs> hurtful way to finish this, yeah, <laughs> finish this segment. Be very sad right now. <laughs> I don't even know that I want to hold or fold here. I just may fold. I just may fold the whole podcast here. Just fold it all. <laughs> Bobby just turns off the light <laughs> in the laundry room and walks out. I don't know. I think um, I think with DJ Duke Johnson's going to be a little bit irritating. I don't know. I think uh, this is kind of a side note, but for the Texans, I think I'd probably buy Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks right now, and maybe Randall Cobb. It sounds ridiculous, but if you need some late flyers for some flexes, um, I don't know. I don't really mind any of those guys at their ADP right now. I mean, they're practically. I mean, they're really really late. So, um, but I think that. Houston's going to be behind a lot. And they're going to be throwing the ball, and I don't think David Johnson's going to be on the field as much. So I'll probably buy Gurley here just because I'm paying him so much money. <laughs> yeah, uh, he, He's going to have to do something. There you go. Yeah, that's the there, yeah. That's face should have been applied to you. This will be hold or fold. Hold or fold. DJ will be on my team at the end of 2020. I'm going to hold that. Wow, what? I'm going to hold it. Who has DJ in that? I league? have DJ. Oh, is there something I don't know going on here? Oh, Joshy, you put uh, Kenyon Drake on the block. Let's just do a swapsy. Check that inbox. All right, let's do these quick hits real quick, so we can get to uh, the end of the episode and uh, talk about our ranks for a minute. So, some quick hits: Holder fold Frank Gore over 500 rushing yards in 2020. I'm gonna hold it just because. Why not? Like Frank Gore. <laughs> Adam Gase, you know, because he's he's in with the Jets now, right? Am I making this up? Yes. Addy's swinging his hat around. I don't know what the hell's going on. Michael Gallup. Yeehaw. I'm I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna hold Frank Gore with 500 rushing yards. Uh, Damian Williams had 500 rushing yards. Royce Freeman had 496. Why not? I think it stops here with Gore. Thanks. So. Please, please end. make it stop here with Gore, Adam. Actually, and it's Adam Gase. It's, that's the that's the bad Adam. Yeah, let's yeah. hold him. 
we're looking you're the at, worst at we're looking at uh, Gore 2K, I think. Yeah, Gore yeah. 2K. <laughs> it's going to be a gory end, uh, however it comes. This is uh, this one's for Adam as well. So Tom Brady has 40 touchdowns and over 4,500 yards Ooh. in 2020. Ooh, double hold, baby! I'm a double fold, but yeah, it could happen. But no, that's a little rich career has- year and coming to be a second best year of his career. I'm telling you, boss. Has nothing to do with the team that he came from, as far as Josh's uh, answer there. But uh, I'll hold, I'll hold. Gosh, forty touchdowns is a lot. I'll fold the forty, but I'll hold the forty-five hundred yards. Hey. He's got some freaking talent. Hey, he's tossed fifty before. Hey, what are the odds that Tyler Johnson is the wide receiver two on that team by the end of the year? Ah, uh, Bobby, Zero. Bobby, what? Any chance on? he's you slurp? I mean, uh, if, if, maybe if Mike would. Evans or something. You know, if, if you, one of them dies in a plane crash, maybe. But Josh, don't, don't. <laughs> Not right now, Josh. We don't need this. <laughs> okay, let's just go ahead and move on after that. So, quick fold um, for uh, Brady's touchdowns, but then I'll hold the the yardage. So, holder fold. Traven Howard will finish 2020 getting more than 60% this of the one's for Bobby for the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, I'm folding just because I don't think he'll get that much work this early in his career, uh, but he's an interesting dart throw for sure. What was Josh, it? What's he going to finish? More than 60%, 60% of his snaps. snaps. Josh, who else is going to get the snaps? Yeah. Who are you going to give them to? Huh? Ola oh, Johnson. You move. Move John Johnson to inside yeah, linebacker. Let's move John Johnson down into the box. Why not? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind. Of, well, could this be like you know this could be a prime spot for a veteran to to land? You know, um, but why not? Let's say uh, let's 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 say yeah, you're right. There's no one there. I mean, I don't. I'm not a Micah Kaiser believer. Um, Kenny Young, Troy Reader. I don't. Yeah, I don't have enough confidence to pick any of those guys. Um, so yeah, let's say yeah. Mm-hmm. I love he that. Got, he's got the most upside of the group, I would imagine. Heck yeah. Let's hold a mess out of that. Um, so quick hit real quick white right here. Uh Jeffrey Simmons finishes as a top three defensive tackle. So not defensive ends, but let's say defensive tackle specifically, he finishes as a top three defensive tackle. Oh, baby. We we we've seen yeah, I've seen the picture. That's all I need to see. You were talking about chin earlier and other body parts. I think there's another body part being this one simulated here besides your brain. This one is maybe my second uh, most favorite picture of the offseason behind the A.J. Brown one we saw a few weeks ago. I love that, Addy. I'm going to hold it as well. You know, look at Jarrell Casey getting shipped off. Simmons is going to start the year. His snaps are going to be high. Um, Man, I think uh, I think top three defensive tackle is is a possibility. Why not, Joshy? I'll say top five, but I'm going to fold top three. Oh, geez. We're splitting hairs here. Listen All right. Pick one team here to make the playoffs in 2020, New England or Tampa Bay? Uh, Tampa, Bra- or Tampa Brady. Tampa Brady. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tampa Bay for me. Tampa Brady. That's so good. Hey, did you – Bobby, I totally forgot. Leonard Floyd is in L.A. now? Yep. I like that. I like Leonard Floyd. Uh, I was just looking up our lads, the depth chart. I totally Leonard forgot. Leonard Floyd Nett. <laughs> <laughs> That's what? tough. I said Leonard, Leonard Floyd Nett. <laughs> the running back for uh, Jacksonville, That's right. Josh. That's right. Yeah, he is. Um, Ashawn Robinson is as well. And, uh, yeah. Ah. 
whatever. That defense is kind of a mess. I, uh, but I, he's he's cheap. He's dirt cheap. We've seen. Uh, I mean, how many times have we seen it when you and play Dominic next to Aaron, Aaron? Yeah, when you play next Dante to Aaron, Fowler, good things seem to happen. That's very true. Michael Brockers is back, which I don't hate, honestly. Yeah, he's fine. So if you're picking continuity. One, you're picking yeah. Tampa Bay to go to the playoffs. Over oh, no right. doubt. Tampa Bay is, is going to own this 2020. Boys. 2021. I'm taking New England. That's a difficult division for Tampa Bay. You're going to come out with uh, Drew Brees. You're going to compete with uh, Matt Rule. Yeah, that was my one. Uh, yeah, I was timid about it, about choosing them just because of that. They definitely have the tougher division. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. I just don't like betting against Belichick. So there you go. All right, but let's, now let's, seven teams get in right from each right. division. So that helps. Right. But I still like uh, I still like the uh, England Patriots there. So last of uh, the serious quick hits, and then we'll we'll do a little fun one. But Ceedee Lamb is a wide receiver one in dynasty, whatever year before Jerry Judy. This one's a really good one. Um, so. Oh man, no! I'm I'm gonna say um, I'm gonna hold it because the Broncos just don't have the quarterback right now in my mind that can make Jerry Judy a wide receiver one. Um, so I'm still taking CD Lamb. I like CD Lamb. I think they're both gonna be great, but I think if Dak stays in Dallas, um, that's just that is such a nice setup for him. Like I, we were talking about in our Slack today, this may be where you got this from, Bobby, but. I think mm-hmm. CeeDee Lamb makes Amari Cooper the wide receiver two on his own team by the end of next season. Mm. I agree, though, with you. That's uh, I actually have CeeDee Lamb ahead of him in Dynasty, ahead of Amari. Why, why, why can't we think about Amari Cooper as a wide receiver two on yeah. his own team? Like, that's mm-hmm. okay, guys. Because he's had some 50-point games, Josh. Yeah, like, and he's making mm-hmm. $100 million. And I then he, get it. And then he follows him up with, like, two-point games. Exactly. People. Yeah. Like, maybe he's just been miscast his whole career. He's not a wide receiver one for your team. He's the best wide receiver two on your team in the mm-hmm. entire NFL. Yeah. He's I mean, the Tremaine yeah. Edmonds of the uh, wide receivers uh, for Dallas. And he has, in fairness to Amari, he's had, I mean – we like Dak as a fancy quarterback, but I don't know that he's the best like passing quarterback for no, receivers. He's not. Mm-hmm. You know, and saying and so he he he's had Dak and then he had Derek Carr. So that's not the that's not the, the best situation for a receiver. But um it's not the worst either though. It's not the worst, right. You and, shouldn't uh, have games where you're consistently getting two points. Yeah. If yeah. you're capable of getting fifty. Yeah, I mean, it, listen, I am not an Amari fan. I've never I don't know that I've ever owned Amari in any in any format. Um I think I've got him in our first ever XFFL auction and gave him like $35 million or something. And traded him. Yeah, I might have had him and traded him or something like that. But um, yeah, you know, but but the more I've been watching Judy, the more I just, I've been falling in love with him. (laughs) Dude is a route running God. And, uh, and I actually do kind of like Drew Locke. I, 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 uh, I mean, he's got, you know, just like Dallas. I mean, you're you're looking at a, at a offense that's just as loaded um, as some of the best in the league. So, so yeah, I, I like Locke. Um, I like Judy. I'm probably going to go Judy. So I'm probably going to fold that statement. So here's, I've come down, I figured out today where I come down on Locke because we were talking about the, having this debate earlier. In my mind, he's a lot like Jacoby Brissett. He's just good enough to get a chance, but just not good enough to hold the job. I think he's going to be replaced next offseason because 
The Broncos will probably be in the mix, but they won't be sold on him as the long-term option and replace him. I don't think he's a bust by any means, but I do I, think he'll get replaced. I, don't know, I don't know that we've seen enough on him yet. I mean, what have we seen him you know, play, really? A half a season? Yeah, that's true. It is um, not a lot of large sample size. Could Drew Lock be better than Gardner Minshew? Oh, I think so. Yeah. I'm not sold on Gardner either. I think I'd put Gardner in the same boat. Gardner can support, you know, fantasy receivers, though, as we've seen. So I think Drew Locke can do a lot of the same. I think he'll be slinging it. The reason I I think he's destined to be like the best backup quarterback in the league. The reason I probably pick Lamb is because I think that Judy and Sutton are going to play the outside while KJ Hamler probably will fill into the slot. But I think CD will probably start in the slot earlier on in his career, whereas you're going to have the CB1 on either Gallup or on Amari probably. So, um, you know, you look at Cole Beasley, you look at Randall Cobb, even, you know, you could compare him to Jason Witten. A lot of these receivers that are over the middle of the field, Dak really likes. So I think CD, I think he could really excel earlier on in his career than the people think. And I even think I like Lamb really for redraft, honestly. I like him for 2020. I know that's ridiculous, and I have him on my team, but I took him there for a reason. One more point I'll say about Locke and Denver. Okay, so if he isn't the answer and we find out this year that he's not, I mean, do you guys not think that Elway is going to go out and find a quarterback that's ready immediately? Like mm. Aaron Rodgers, I could see at the end of this year that being a, a weird situation. Absolutely, And that's exactly what Elway does. Absolutely. He goes out and gets these guys that are already established. Flacco, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Yep. So I don't know. I, I could see it. I think, I think you're right. I mean, I, I'm not like a huge lock believer, but I just don't think that we know enough or have enough information yet to call him, you know, a bust mm-hmm. uh, or say that he's not the answer. But I agree. I, I think he's got a short leash. And if he's not the answer, I trust that Elway's going to get someone in there quickly. Otherwise, yeah. Elway's yeah. kind of on the line here. That's yeah. a good point, Josh. Yeah. It's not like Elway can sit back and just kind of take a 500 season to the house and think that he's cush for next year as well. He brought them a championship. He's obviously a franchise legend, but at a certain point, like you have to deliver results in the role that you're in. I just yeah. don't think you can hold that role indefinitely and not yeah. deliver results, no matter who you are. Well, speaking of hold, let's get to the last one. So hold them or fold them. And this goes to our boys in the XFFL, but Adam, Josh, or Bobby will win the XFFL in 2020. I'm holding it, baby. Big three. We control the league. So uh, we're going to make sure that one of us is bringing home that ring at the end of the season. It's right. It's my year. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's let Bobby have one. We've already got one, Addy. Oh, my year again. That's your year again. He needs a ring for his other hand. Nah, it's uh, it's time. We're going to hold the mess out of that. It's, uh, you know, shout out to my boy, Jim. You know, if you're listening, Jim, I got an article teed up for you. It'll be coming the next week or so. Uh, Mr. Nah, I'm good. And it's going to be a, a tribute to Jim and just his, uh, you know, lack of just um, uh, trades and just his complacency in life and sometimes how that'll get you a, a ring. But anyways, that was fun stuff. Uh, Josh, you want to, you want to take over the soda at this point? Cause I feel like I'm really just out of, out of my, out of my you league. Did good. You did good. That I was, was fun. Proud. That was yeah, fun. Kept it moving Bobby. You did great. I'm giving you full props. Yes, here. Sir. That was, uh, very well done. I could never do that. I would never be trusted to do that. No, absolutely <laughs> not. If you like big three IDP, you'll love the IDP guys. You can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, basically anywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, and 
I mean, mostly I'm just really sorry about Mike's marriage. That's, that's really what I'm here to say. Right, right. If you want hot takes on Mike's failing marriage and talk about poop occasionally, sometimes IDP and fantasy football in general, and you like to worship Babu Freak and follow Tony Johns to protect Baby Yoda, that's the place for you. IDPguys.org. So let's talk some uh, updated ranks here, fellas. We are moving the combined ranks back over to Big3IDP.com. Big deal. So keep, it, keep an eye out for those. Should be dropping this weekend. How much those cost? Uh, Addy, last time I checked, I think they're free. Oh, how about that? I think they cost you nothing 99. How's this, how's this business going to be working, boys? I don't know. We're going to just sell uh, ads? I don't know. Sure, I guess. We'll, we'll uh, figure it out. We will figure it out. But yeah, those will be free. Check them out. We're going to be redesigning how we present the ranks on the website so they'll be a little easier to get to. Uh, so yeah, a little bit of a holiday weekend uh, reading material. Yeah, and y'all, these ranks are dope. Like, don't don't act like we don't know. Like, we 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 know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. These ranks are good. I stand by them. I use them to draft a lot of dynasty teams this off season. Those teams are stacked. Come holler at me if you want to see them. I love it. I Addie's, did people dirty. This is holler at me. This is Addie's insecurity <laughs> hour where he's like, I actually know what I'm talking about, guys. Okay, Dad, listen. I just want you to love me. I would like, I would like a little more love. That's not, so the, the, the point here, besides teasing these ranks guys, is there anyone that you're struggling with anyone that has, you know, fallen or risen for you here uh, as you've been working through this process? I know you guys aren't totally finished yet, but Bobby, let's start with you. Anyone that you're just like stuck on, you can't quite figure out how to, how to wrap them. Well, I can say, a lot of the guys, as far as running backs who are taking, um, like Darrington Evans, Joshua Kelly, Eno Benjamin, Anthony McFarland, Zach Moss, um, A.J. Dillon, a lot of these later round running backs, for me, I rated probably higher in Dynasty just because, you know, I, I see them being teed up for success in the next couple years, which in turn makes me fade a Aaron Jones and a Devin Singletary. You know, even a LaMichael Pirine really has made me fade Le'Veon Bell as well. So, you know, a lot of this year's 2020 draft, um, my ranks were great until I added these rookies. And then the rookies really just made a mess of everything on both sides of the ball, defense and offense. Because it is dynasty-focused rankings, we should point out. So yeah. when the rookies get dropped in there, it's like, where do they slot yeah. in? Yeah. Oh, this changes everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of like lobbing a grenade into the middle of your perfectly crafted rankings, and you're like, okay, so what the hell do I do now? Yeah, it's tough. So, so Bob, so who's the uh, highest rookie you have on the list, and and where where do they come in at? So as far as rookies, I actually have my boy JT at 15 overall. Um, he's being squished by Dalvin Cook is at 14, and then I have Miles Sanders at. Um, 16. Um, I just love JT's outlook. I love that, you know, as Josh says, that Indianapolis really wants to be a running team. I don't know how much longer Marlon Mack is going to be there in front of JT. So as far as offense goes, that's as high as I have JT. Now, um, as far as defensive rookies go, my boy Isaiah Simmons is obviously my first. Um, and I have him at 86. Yeah, um, Chase Young. Oh, I probably do not. 
Let me find Chase Young. That's a good point, Joshy. So sorry, my Simmons love just kind of overtook right there. But yeah, your Simmons I, boner was blocking your view. I have Chase Young at sixty-four. Um, Nick Bosa is right ahead of him at sixty-three, and then on the other side of him at sixty-six is Kenny Galladay. Um, so, wow. yeah. Big Galladay fan for this year. I like Bosa a lot, obviously, and then that just kind of shows where I really see Chase Young finishing, you know, twenty twenty, and then you know what his outlook for the next couple of years looks like. So um, these are very, very difficult ranks to come up with. And you know, the other thing too that I'll say, and and this is something that's been going on for the last like couple of months, and I know Adam's been getting this a lot as well, but. Dude, if y'all have any questions or any trades that y'all are thinking about or any problems with, you know, how you're valuing a player, jump in our DMs, you know, tag us on Twitter. I know particularly myself included, but I know Adam loves this type of stuff as well. Um, Love to kind of hype our guys or help you out with whatever, you know, type of lineup situations you got going on. So feel free to take a look at these. If y'all have any questions, let us know. But, I mean, this is a big deal for us to get back on our site. I'm, I'm glad these are these are back at home. These are kind of me and Adam's baby and, and Josh helps us produce them and get all the mess into, you know, into some type of form so we can put them on the website. But I love that these things are back. Yeah. Addy, where are you? Is anybody you're stuck on right now or any, any uh, rookies is JT and chase young, your two highest offensive and defensive guys. Uh, yes, that's, uh, they are. I have JT about 18. Me and Bobby actually, we didn't look at each other's ranks at all before we did this, but we kind of, you know, after mm-hmm. we got kind of completed, we asked these early where certain guys were and stuff, just kind of bounce off each other. And, uh, we we're very similar on a lot of this stuff. Mind meld, baby. That's what I, I said. We're, we're all, I think we're at a point now where we all share the same brain. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so except yeah. on Todd Gurley, except on Todd Gurley, except on Todd Gurley. That's that is well, true. We, we, we have yeah. our the other two of us don't have forty one million dollars. Yeah. we all have our blind spots, Bob. <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, that's funny. Bobby had Cook at fourteen, Dalvin Cook. I also have Dalvin Cook at, at fourteen, and I and I, this was someone that I had bumped down before the holdout news came out. Um, but I mean. I think that I think the holdout stuff is just a good reminder of oh yeah these running backs are going to have probably short lives, mm-hmm. uh, and and not uh, you know not literal lives not literal lives running back yeah. lives running back yeah. lives. Um, but so that that was a quick, that was a reminder to me. So I think on my list I've got a ton of receivers uh, in this you know in the top fifty. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had JT at eighteen, Ceh was right after at nineteen. Uh, J.K. Dobbins was 23. Um, he was between, he was in between D.K. Metcalf and Lamar Jackson. Uh, so those are the top three offensive rookies. Um, Chase Young, I have I have him actually really high. I have him as my third overall defensive end um, in between Daniil Hunter and Nick Bosa. One slight change I've made to my ranks, I have bumped Daniil Hunter down. From number one to number two, Miles Garrett is my new number one. All right, Ooh. I just think it. I just, I mean, he was on he was on track to be the number one last year. Uh, I don't think that he's going to be um, lacking any motivation this year. So uh, Miles Garrett, he's he's the guy that I like. Uh, he's also a few years younger than Hunter as well. So mm-hmm. um, that uh, let's see where I had Isaiah Simmons at. Have Isaiah Simmons? I have Simmons at eighty-six. Um, right ahead of him, I have Michael Pittman Jr. 
And then right on the other side, I have Hayden Hurst. I've got Simmons at 113. So I dropped some of these. It's just tough with some of these linebackers. You know? Sure. Um, but, but like the linebackers, I have them in between. I have them in between Deion Jones mm-hmm. and um, and Patrick Queen. Yeah, I have Queen at 90. Um, I have Joe Burrow at 93. Trying to go through here and think about some of these guys that I have. Um, yeah. Still, some changes to be made before we really just publicize all this. But. Yeah, we'll uh, yeah, we'll tidy these up here over the next day or two. We'll get those live on the site, hopefully by the end of this uh, end of this week, so people can check it out over the weekend. But um, should be done tomorrow, I think. There's at least the combined list, so we want to get the combined list done first, and we're going to do some redraft draft, ranks, yep. and mm-hmm. then I'm planning on doing uh, super flex super combined flex, ranks. Yep. So. Um, so yeah, just be on the lookout. We're gonna we're gonna be doing a lot of stuff these next few weeks. Website is gonna be getting our attention. We're highly motivated to get that thing rocking. That's so right. um mm-hmm. be on the lookout, coming to you free. Uh we know what we're doing. I mean We're not dope. <laughs> I don't I don't know I don't know what else we gotta do, you know, to to, to prove to prove ourselves to you, but hey, we're killing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bobby, let's get out of here before uh, Addy's literal head starts flying off his body. Uh, Bobby, I'm really proud of you tonight, man. You mm-hmm. uh, you drove the bus there for the hold him or fold him segment. Hey, I drove a bus actually last week. Hey. You did? Yeah, real bus. You got you to explain it a little friend, bit for us. A friend of mine has a uh, old RV, or a, it's actually an old school bus that he's converted <laughs> into an RV, so I took it for a drive. So I oh, did drive that? a real bus. Take it off road? Uh no didn't didn't jump it didn't do uh, any four wheeling GTA but, off like a ramp into the yeah a, a didn't run over any pedestrians or anything don't, don't threaten me with a good time so Bobby <laughs> have you ever driven one of the the I think it's the brand is Pesky one of the Pesky trucks before yes sir sure have like the giant box trucks that are like twenty feet long or whatever sure have I had to drive one of those for work down the middle of campus the most nerve wracking thing I've ever had to do. Wow. So I'm what in this you? I'm in this rented vehicle driving down the middle of campus in like a twenty foot box truck. It was it was horrifying. I'm not an experienced driver in that hey, but I guarantee you that experience made you the man you is today. Absolutely <laughs> not. It was almost forgotten as quickly as it happened, Daddy. But I'm actually proud to have you as a father, John. You, sir, your boy's gonna be awful proud of you. Hey, speaking right. of boys, we need Penis to, uh, truck. We, we need to, we need to start up the uh, the spawn league sometime. Can we do that this year? I don't know. We'll see. I need another league to start. I don't know if I need another league with Adam. I'm bored, Josh. Hey, hey, let's not stop at one, Bobby. Let's let's get at least two or three more in before the two end or of three month. more spawns. <laughs> have more spawn leagues. Hey, so Addy, we should mention. You know, we always talk about big things. Obviously, we're a fan of the Hanks child that uttered those words, sure. but. We have a guest coming up a week from Sunday that is going to, this is not an exaggeration, knock people's socks off. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all are going to be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> huh? How? These dopes got this guy on their show? Yeah. But it's, it's going to happen and it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a beautiful thing. Uh, I'm going to. I'm going to probably tone it down a little bit for that episode. I'll be very nervous. <laughs> That's why I got it all out for this yeah. episode. So Sessler was my like number one person I wanted to have on the show. This is Adam's number one person he wanted to have on the show. 
And I'm then very excited. Aaron Donald will be on in October. <laughs> That's what I said. Yeah, Bobby's is Aaron Donald. We can get him on the show. We can make this happen. So tune in. That will probably be our episode for next week. I doubt we'll have another sode in between this one and that one. Yeah. So yeah. maybe like a solo pod or something. But no, yeah, that's uh, we're going to be doing a lot of prep for that, and we're going to take you know we'll be taking at least three or four weeks off. Right, <laughs> right Josh. Off. Right, Josh. Not. The grind continues, baby. No rest for the wicked. Hey, hey one is year our anniversary is coming up in like nineteen days, I think. Wow. So crazy. I think we've been doing this for a year, but. <laughs> Anyways, Adam, y'all look, y'all Adam is forward. truly out of control. He's out of it. Yeah, he's out of his mind. So we're going to get out of here before the sound chat crumbles down around us. Thanks for listening, y'all. We appreciate you tuning in. Be sure to go check out all the big three network pods. I'm going to try to get through this uh, ending here before Addy goes insane. Yeah, we're going to come take over the podcast landscape. We have to get... Uh, well, I about did it. That's <laughs> so I'm trying to get us out of here, Adam. So go check out our big three network pods, mic'd up with Mike Wollert, Bless the Knees, a Vikings podcast, and the IDP update with Joey the Tooth. We've got about three or four other pods that should be launching here later this month. So stay tuned. Big things as always. Thank you all for listening. We'll see. I hope y'all enjoyed your precious podcast time because it's our landscape now. Dream team, Adam, Bobby, Josh, you got the news feed. It's the big three, it's the dream team. Big three, IDP, let's go.